SEC Rules Impact on IRA Fund Investors. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's Adam Talks, we're going to tackle the new SEC rule that just came out August 23rd, 2023, and its impact on IRA investors that invest in private equity and hedge funds or venture capital funds. So some interesting rules that were um, at least advertised or marketed as pro-investor and, um, you know, probably are, but could be a uh, potential burden on some investment funds and going to see how it shakes out. There, at least this uh, rule change was not as, I guess, steep or strict as what was proposed by the SEC initially some time ago where they were going to basically require that if a fund had a side letter, which was like a side agreement with investor or an investor, they'd have to share it with everyone, all investors. And that changed that to just material um, side letters, material changes. So overall, what's going on here? The SEC is concerned that obviously private asset, private funds have um, reached $26 trillion. The number of private funds have more than tripled since uh, 2012. Between 2000 and 2021, private equity global asset center management grew at four to five times faster than the overall U.S. economy. So they're saying, oh, what's going on here? We, yes, we are responsible for um, keeping the public markets and investors safe and uh, efficient and fair, but we also need to focus on private funds because they also impact investors and that is our jurisdiction is to protect investors. So there was a vote, it was three to two, the two Republicans on the commission voted against it. Um, and here we are with a new set of rules and reforms that are supposed to kick in within 60 days. Now for the IRA investor, what this is gonna mean is just more information. You're actually gonna get more details, uh, more audits, more disclosures of financial reporting than you would have received a year ago. So, you know, for IRA, for the average investor, it's probably good news. Um, you're going to get information on, or at least quarterly statements, reflecting fund performance, which you pretty, pretty much are. But the big change is fees and expenses and audited financial statements. So it's going to be an increased cost to these uh, private funds, private equity funds, for example, hedge funds. But the idea is that, hey, they're concerned that a lot of these private funds have side deals with certain big investors. And the little guy, the smaller credit investor that maybe has 250 or 500 or a million may not be getting all uh, the same benefits. So they want to make the disclosure more uniform and more uh, broad so that it's across the board. So the big change is going to be um, more disclosure on fees and expenses and audited financial statements. Um, the way a private equity fund is a fund doesn't register with the SEC, but the advisor, the one that kind of manages the fund's money, has to register with the SEC. So that's how they're getting involved with the private equity world. They can't regulate private equity funds, but they can regulate the advisors that make investment decisions for the private equity funds. And they're going to force the advisors to provide this information, which in turn means the fund has to give it to the advisor. So they basically want to cross-reference fees and expenses. They want to allow the individual to make sure they know what they're paying. Okay, they're worried that some investors are not getting the same deal as other big ones. 
Um, they want to standardize performance information uh, to make it more fair. And they want to require advisors to obtain and provide investors audit financial statements, okay? Um, so that's kind of the, the crux of it. What's restricted? So what's going on here? Well, they basically want to stop an advisor who has like a secondary transaction, like a side letter. They're going to be required to obtain and distribute the investors a fairness or valuation opinion from an independent 30, third party if they're doing some secondary side deals with people. Um, if the advisor wants to borrow funds or assets from an investor or a client, it will need to obtain advanced written consent from its investors following disclosures. And also prohibits preferential redemptions where it may have material negative effect on other investors. So these side letters, which would give larger investors um, better redemption rights, easier access to the money, easier way to pull the money out. They've cut back on their initial position that they want all these side letters to be disclosed. Now they're saying only ones that have a material negative effect, which that word material is uh, a win for the uh, investment community, kind of pushed for something less broad, because now obviously there's an argument, facts and circumstances, at whether something's material or not. Instead of just saying all side deals need to be disclosed, uh, especially preferential redemptions, which is a big part of side letters. Um, now they're going to say material, which, you know, who the heck knows what that means. And another interesting thing is you can't, an advisor cannot be indemnified for breaches of its fiduciary duty. A lot of investment advisors try to stick language in to their fund documentation saying they're immune uh, or they want immunity from any breach of fiduciary duty. And uh, the, the rules now say you can't do that. If you are a fiduciary and you breach your fiduciary duty, you can't be um, indemnified for that. Um, so that that's actually a big issue that I know a lot of uh, advisors uh, fought hard against. So this is, um, you know, it's going to be a big change. It's going to be a big cost for uh, private funds. It's generally private funds over 150 million that have to register with the SEC. Um, a lot give quarterly reports anyways, but it's the fees, right? And also reporting material um, side letters, side deals with investors, now anything material um, would have to essentially be disclosed to all investors. Um, the annual audits too is um, is is new. Some some the bigger funds do this stuff anyway. So I don't think this is really going to impact the bigger funds. The only thing will be the side letters. You know, if, let's say you invest in a huge private equity fund, a billion dollar fund, and you only put a million dollars in, but an investor put in two hundred million. They generally are going to have some side letters with some preferential treatment just because they can bargain for that because they're putting in so much money. Now, if it's a material or it has a material negative impact, they'll have to disclose it. Uh, the law, the lot of the larger funds, as I mentioned, do do annual audits, so it's not a big deal. But I think the big stuff is the fee disclosure because there's all kinds of fees going in and out that a lot of investors aren't aware of. One guy, you know, there's feeder funds collecting fees and um, side fees. So that's going to be interesting. And they, they, you know, said in, in public statements that they basically want to allow individuals to be able to kind of go through the documentation and, and make sure they understand where all these fees are going through. Okay. And that's um, in, a, in a statement by Commissioner uh, Caroline Crenshaw, she made it super clear that they want to make sure that uh, where the expenses are being passed on um, 
and how it impacts the um, investors and the investors' ability to evaluate the actual cost of the investment. That's their big thing here. They feel that the private equity world, true or not, um, hasn't provided enough disclosure to the investor to determine exactly what all these fees are, what's their risk profile, uh, what's their potential rate of return. Um, and that seems to be their big focus. Um, the audit stuff, a lot of the big funds do anyways. Um, that and the side letters, trying to at least force the funds to disclose that there's like a material negative impact on other investors on a potential side letter, whether it's uh, better redemption rights, um, other preferential treatment. Um, they want to make sure that's fully disclosed, although they watered it down. The investment community did win. Um, they were successful in watering that down that threshold because initially they just wanted full disclosure of every side letter, which would, would not be pretty. And they uh, got the words, you know, material in there, which, you know, is super important for them. So um, we'll see. Again, I don't think this is like earth shattering. It's a step. Um, the SEC, again, they're flexing their muscles, not just cryptos. They, um, you know, want to protect the investors and they feel like in this private world where they don't have as much regulatory um, stay or say or power than they do in publicly traded companies. And with the fact that the private investment world has grown tremendously over the last 10 years and continues to grow, and we've seen it in the alternative asset space for IRAs, um, they want to get their uh, mitts in. They want to get their uh, hands dirty and show their power. And that's what they're doing. They're flexing their muscle in uh, hopes of providing better investment protection, which fine with, but we'll see how the investment funds, um, how they cope with it. Um, they can't push back. The rules coming into play in a few months. Um, for the big funds, I don't think it's a, a major issue. On the audit side, it's more just fee disclosure, which you know uh, most investors don't have enough time or effort to go through and read 70 pages of disclosure. So I'm not sure um, it's going to really have a major impact, but we'll see. So I wanted to bring it up just because we have a lot of clients that use their IRA, their 401k to invest in alternative assets like private equity, hedge funds. So just know you, you're probably going to be seeing more disclosure. So you should check out the fee stuff. I think it's important. If you have the time, you can now ask that question that fee disclosure should be there. Hopefully you've been getting regular audits of your fund's performance and also financial audits. But the fee thing is important because you should understand how the fee framework works, not just the 220, but any other fees these uh, fund advisors are charging, you should know because it obviously will have a direct impact on your net return. So that's it. That's another Adam talk in the bag. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, just kind of want to share some thoughts since there's just so much um, interest in private investment funds from uh, our clients. So I just thought I'd share it with you. Otherwise, um, thanks for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, thumbs up, appreciate it. Feel free to leave a comment, a question. Um, just trying to keep everyone in the loop. I know um, summer's kind of winding down. So I just wanted to share this nugget of information because probably got hit in with you know the news cycle, whether it's Russia, Ukraine or inflation or Republican um, debates, um, you may have missed this one. So I just thought if you are invested in the private equity hedge fund venture capital world, um, you may be seeing more paper, more emails, more disclosure. So I would just focus obviously on the fund's performance, but certainly the fees. So thanks again. Have a great day and I'll see everyone again next week.